Welcome back to One Winning Pod. Preview the second matchup: the Ravens versus the Browns. Uh, this time at First Energy Stadium over in Cleveland. Uh, well, we will be seeing Deshaun Watson for the first time in a Browns uniform. Guys, right now, on I think we should just go and say our, our uh, off the cup opinions of how we think this game is going to go. I'll say it first. I think it's a it'll be closer than we want, but I think this will be a matchup. I think the Ravens are really looking forward to. Yes, 100% agree. This game will be closer than we want it to be, particularly if Lamar is unable to play. Uh, it sounds like Huntley should be able to play. There's no rule against Saturday games and concussion protocol. He, if he clears, he's good. Um, and Anthony Brown, otherwise, like I think the Ravens will win. I don't know what the spread is yet. I'll look it up. But I feel like if I had to guess, I'm going to say Ravens are favored by three and a half points, and that feels about right. And I could see it being that 0.5 that really screws you. <laughs> so, yeah, the uh, it will be probably closer than we want it to be. But I think it's mostly going to be because the offense doesn't put up points. I don't expect their, uh, their offense to do much. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it, this Cleveland Browns team is has been an interesting one all year. Uh, their defense has been a disappointment, yet not awful. Uh, and their offense has been at times explosive and at other times just non-existent. Uh, one thing I will say that should play into the Ravens' favor, uh, we're getting the Browns. They have Watson back. He's obviously not back to uh, where he was before um, he had his time off, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, but, you know, they're really beat up on offensive line. Uh, offensive line, they've had several injuries, particularly at the center, posi- the center position. They're down to, like, emergency, emergency center, a guy who they were not hoping to put down at center at all this year. And already they ran, were coming into the year kind of questioning how are they were going to uh, – replace the their uh longtime vet center who was there uh but that should definitely help and play into the ravens favor at, in with this front seven we've just seen the, this past few weeks it's it's just incredible because that's been the strength of this team for so many years has been their offensive line their ability to rush the ball effectively and use that as a way to really uh, try and control clock and 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 the game uh, Nick Chubb, it just the past four weeks has really not been himself, and it's just been because of offensive line injuries. They just have not been able to run the offense the way they would want to through the running game. And when we're looking at this matchup from the Ravens' defense versus the Browns' offense, I think that's the first thing you got to look at as, as something that the Ravens can use to their advantage. All right, guys, I got to jump in here. I don't even think it's homerism, but I'm I'm stunned. Browns minus three. That's what that's the spread. Browns minus three. Okay. I don't know if they saw that I didn't see. Well, I think I think probably the question of, of quarterback for the Ravens is pr- probably playing into that. Yeah. Maybe it's worth betting now. Uh, I might actually literally do that. The over under <laughs> is thirty seven point five, and that feels about right. Like I think it's gonna be lower scoring and uh yeah. Uh I'm very surprised because, you know, Watson, ugh, saying his name, this, this is going to suck for a while. Watson, he uh, he definitely looked better in the second half from an efficiency perspective. You know, he's only been completing about half of his passes in the first two games back, but 
he got a lot of completions in the second half of the game, and I, I don't know what the split is there, but it, it, it was it was substantially better. And they were actually leaning on it because, like you said, Peter, the run game has not been the same ever since these injuries. The only p- people they ran against were Houston Texans, but everyone does that. So it's not like particularly surprising. So this offense is in a weird place right now, for sure. Well, wait, actually, I don't think they did run terribly well against Houston, did they? They had 172 yards. I mean, that's a lot. Okay. Well, Shaw himself <laughs> had a, yeah, a pretty Chubb pedestrian did. game by his his standards. So I guess I was more so just looking at that and assuming that uh, you know his production would signal the rest of you know production relative. But yeah, I mean, it, it's still not what it's been for them. And you know, it, it's funny. I was I was listening to. Uh, locked on Brown's podcast uh, to kind of get a, a gauge of the fan base and, and looking a little bit around Brown, Brown, Brown subreddit because we still can't find a, a Cleveland Browns fan who's willing to like uh, even <laughs> even t- talk to us. But um, gosh, when you when you're talking about this offense uh, and the play calling right now from Stefanski, like it sounds very similar. Brown's complaints uh, about Stefanski and the offense sound very similar to Ravens fans about Roman and the Ravens offense. The difference here, of course, is that the Ravens actually have a winning record and the Browns do not. A lot of questionable play calling, uh, a lot of, you know, trying to be too cute. And uh, in particular, there was a a play that uh, if anyone did watch the game, you know what what we're referring to. I I didn't, but apparently on the first drive of the game, uh, the Browns on a fourth and one in, I think they were in field goal range. Yeah, um, 25 yard line. Yeah, decided for whatever reason to take Watson out of the game and put Jacoby Brissett in on fourth down, presumably because Jacoby Brissett is, has like a really high conversion rate on quarterback sneak of fourth and one, which and apparently Watson is incapable of doing that. But <laughs> I, I guess that's why you pay him all that guaranteed money. But anyways, uh, yeah, so you just bring Brissett in cold off the bench, and instead of doing the sneak, you fake the sneak, and you throw a deep ball to Donovan Peoples-Jones, which he overthrows because, you know, coming in cold. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, gosh, on the podcast, the, the, the host of that show went on for about an eight, ten-minute tirade on Stefanski's play calling and, and that play in particular as like exhibit a for why he should be fired. And uh, I don't think I'm uh, misrepresenting their words terribly much, but yeah, you know, they're, this team, they're five and seven, like we said, but the thing that scares me about this game is I don't think they're mathematically eliminated. Sure. They'll have to run the rest of the game, but this will be Watson's first game in Cleveland is this is the team going to sell out like this is the end of the season for them? And that is one thing to look at. And certainly, you know, while they're beat up, they still do have talented players on that offense that can give the Ravens some fits. And let's be honest, Baltimore, despite the fact that they've won a lot in Cleveland, over the past decade, this has been a tough place for them to play. You look at this game, I... And as far as games where the Ravens uh, went to Cleveland as of late and had uh, exited with a multi-score lead, you got to go back to twenty twenty twelve. I think is the last time the Ravens um, 
won a game by more than a touchdown in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, I mean, I would agree with that. I think the scariest thing for me is just the Browns' offense is very similar to our own. And so, you know, every, you know, every advantage that the Ravens like to talk about with our, you know, how our offense and how ultimately our team is constructed of like own time of possession, run the ball down their throats, um, you know, hit big plays when you can rely on defense. Um, Browns, honestly, like from a strategy perspective, they do the same thing. Now that they do it as well, I don't know. Um, I do. I would argue probably that run game's a little bit better. I think Chubb's just a better player. Um, you know, I would maybe argue the Ravens' defense is playing at a little at a higher level than the Browns right now, but still, like they can do a lot of the same things. So, you know, I, I think that's kind of made these games a little bit close. Is that you know you don't have you don't have a team that can kind of run away with it, but you have teams that can kind of if you're if the games are close, like you can keep them close. So yeah, I mean, it's certainly going to be quite a matchup. I think the the key for me is going to be really how the Ravens defense plays uh, and pressures Deshaun Watson. I think we've had we've talked about this before. Is one of the reasons we just aren't really you know impressed with Watson as a player is that frankly like has not had good showing at all with any of the matchups that we've played him in. Um, he just really does not look like a good quarterback at least against some of these Ravens defenses. Um, and you know, I think I don't think it's hyperbole right now. We're talking about you know Ravens defense probably being one of the strongest units that we've seen in a couple of years. So you know, <laughs> we'll just have to see. I mean, I'm I'm excited for the matchup and Watson versus this defense. I I do think that we you know edge out in that matchup, but uh, you know, all I think what you said all all that is valid, Peter. Of just playing in into Cleveland, I think historically. It's hard to do. I think as a whole, just the matchup, I think it will be difficult. But, um, you know, if, if it comes down to can Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, step up and make a play on this defense, I got to give that to our defense. Stat correction before we move on. The Ravens did win by 16 points in 2019 and 17 points in 2017. But the point still stands that there have been a lot of games uh, – <laughs> in recent history where the Ravens have traveled to Cleveland and it's been, it's been close and tight uh, and everything that Chris said is valid as to why that's been. Yeah. These games have been nausea inducing. I think, you know, like you just, you never sit well with these games and I, I do anticipate it being another close one just without the offensive firepower to get it out of arms range or arms reach for a majority of the game. But maybe the defense will be able to get a key turnover that they're able to turn into points. I think that'd be one way this game could get a little out of hand from a Ravens perspective is one of those kind of key uh, defensive touchdowns. Because, you know, Watson's been good for one interception a game in his return. So I think the guy is still going to be rusty. I think he can be baited. I think our defense is super opportunistic when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I think it's a nice pairing for us to be able to slow him down. And, and like we've said last week, no one runs against us. And with their offensive line troubles that they're having, I wouldn't be surprised even though Chubb's an excellent player and I don't want to see him in space, that we were able to wrap him up and keep him well contained. And same thing goes for Hunt. Yeah, definitely. I, I think you look at this matchup and, of course, there's always the the, the opportunity that, we get into this game and everything just kind of 
clicks for Watson, and he's back to where he was um, last time he was on the football field. That said, like we're saying, even even in the back in those days, like he would still struggle against elite top-notch defenses, and that's what the Ravens are right now. Like we're saying, it's they're like you're saying, it's not just they're difficult to to run against. They are giving up passing yards, but they're uh, forcing interceptions. They're doing a lot of pass breakups. It's still difficult to pa- pass on this team when you have all those safeties healthy. And so when you look at this matchup, I agree. It's not homerism to say that that side of the ball, there's not going to be much scoring when the Browns are on offense and the Ravens are on defense in all likelihood. Of course, we could be wrong, but I think that's the likeliest outcome. Whether or not the Ravens win this game is really going to come down to what they can do on offense and how can they take advantage of this Cleveland Browns defense, which is a good unit. Um, They have some monster players out on there, that side of the football, which of course starts with Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. But this defense certainly has holes as well. Um, There's questionable play calling on that side of the ball as well. And there's definitely some matchups the Ravens can still have, even with their team being beat up, that can they can exploit. So really, I'm looking at this game, and I think that the, what the Ravens need to do is figure out how can we score touchdowns? Because again, with the past two weeks, uh, just one offensive touchdown. In, in the past four weeks, we've had three games out of four where the Ravens have only scored one offensive touchdown. And we don't even know, like we said, is if, one of the, if Huntley's going to play. We already know that Lamar is almost likely not. So that's going to be the real challenge for this Ravens team is figuring out how to score multiple touchdowns um, to give this defense a little bit more breathing room. Or they hold the Browns to a field goal and uh, it doesn't matter. And that's the strategy. <laughs> I mean, sure. Yeah. I'm all for that yeah. as well, too. But again, like we said, going back to the previous one, one of them feels a little better and is less stress inducing to watch. <laughs> absolutely. No, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, certainly the Ravens of the last couple of weeks, I think, are trying to, uh, trying to bring back this throwback uh, defense. I think they're trying to see if uh, the fans remember what it's like to, to have an. <laughs> <laughs> to have a defense and not have much of an offense, but uh, but yeah, no, it it certainly is going to be a challenge. I I one one point I wanted to bring up about Chubb before we kind of go more into the the defense is that you know even though the Ravens have had a pretty good rushing defense this year, uh, you look at the matchup in October and Chubb was averaging five point seven yards a carry, um, which is pretty good. I mean, you, it, it's not the best of the season. I think the best came against the Chargers. Looks like he averaged about eight yards a carry. But it is in the top half of, of his performances for the season, um, even against you know our defense at that point. So, you know it, it is easier said than done. I think to to shut a guy down of, of his caliber. Um, you know, again, I think especially especially given our offense and the cute quarterback situation, it's not going to be easy for us to flip the script and say you know put up twenty one points or something, and then force the Browns to be able to play from behind. Um, I just I don't think that we're kind of equipped to do that. So I do think it is going to be a challenge for the defense if if this is going to be a close scoring game, they're going to have to be playing lights out for 60 minutes to be able to contain a guy like Chubb because as we know, like it take all that it takes is one play for him to break free, touchdown and, you know, the game's flipped. One thing I want to point out about the Browns is that in their one touchdown drive against um Cincinnati last week 
Watson was able to get on a roll. He went seven for eight. He netted almost all the yards except for three of the 81-yard drive. And it was leaning on his three main weapons, who I do think uh, in some way bizarro world could cause problems for the Ravens. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's honestly almost arisen as their number one over Amari Cooper. And, um, and Njoku. Those three guys... I could see them causing a little bit of problems for the Ravens in a uh, bad timeline, so to speak. But I do think we have the talent on defense to keep them all in check and not have uh, too explosive of the games. Yeah, uh, Peoples-Jones has definitely been playing pretty well as of late. I think he crossed over 100 yards, almost tied, um, almost tied Jamar Chase in terms of uh, re- receiving yards uh, last game. Um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been a guy I think has definitely been an X factor for them who can, uh, you know, play really well on the outside, make a few big plays. Um, you know, Marlon definitely needs to have a, a bounce back game or, or, or Peters, whoever, you know, he lines up against. Uh, as far as um, as far as Cooper, it did sound like that he had a like a hip injury, I believe that was kind of re-aggravated. So we'll have to check his status. It says he's questionable now, um, you know. I'd say maybe at this point it's probably likely that he's going to play, but you know, to as to how much he can kind of heal up before the matchup, we'll have to see. Um, but it, but it is something to monitor as we move forward. Yeah, it, it's interesting because on the outside looking in, you know, not as a, people who watch the Browns with huge amount of regularity, it would seem that Donovan Peoples Jones has kind of been uh, it, 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 having a little bit of a, of a breakout year for this team, but. Um, it, the the fan base actually isn't super high on him as a deep threat and really highlight that as something this offense is really missing, um, which I found a little interesting when uh, doing my research today because, I mean, yeah, you look at this guy, he's got 53 catches on the year, 751 yards, averaging 14.2 yards per catch. Now, only one touchdown on the year, so um, some of these yards could be empty calories, but... Yeah, you know, he had a bit of a good game against the Ravens earlier this year. Caught all of his targets, uh, six for six, 71 yards. Um, and that is something that gave the Ravens secondary a little bit of an issue. Uh, another matchup to look out is the matchup between uh, David Njoku and the Ravens defense. But um, like I said, I think that's going to be another interesting one to watch this new and improved linebacker p- a pair of Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen see how the, that improved coverage does because um yeah that game was right before uh the rape no sorry two before the ravens traded for smith but yeah that'll be a difference um in this defense going up against the browns in that matchup that wasn't there last time another player who wasn't in the matchup last time i think you know we're talking about what can be different for this offense uh and help them at, at least score more points than they have in the past few weeks uh another guy who wasn't in that game who presumably will be suiting up is J.K. Dobbins. And uh, when we're talking about struggles of this Cleveland Browns defense, um, containing the rush has been a bit of an issue for them. Uh, defensively, their interior is still not terribly great. Um, and I, I think you look at Dobbins, his, he had a great game against them uh, in 2020, uh, both him and Gus Edwards. I'm looking at that, and I think we can really see yet again uh, the Ravens really be able to ride both those guys uh, regardless of who's back there at quarterback, and that could be huge in this game. I think we could see them have even more yards than we did last week against the Steelers, although that might be that might be asking a, a lot because, of course, the Browns are going to 
sell out to stop the run because they know that that's going to be what the Ravens are going to want to do. But the, the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if it happens. I think the opportunity is there. It's just going to be how are the Ravens able to scheme it up and are they going to be able to still run it even when they know that that's what the Ravens want to do. Yeah. Looking at this matchup, I'm not sure if their defense is going to be able to, uh, particularly stand up against our offense, even though it's been really anemic. I'm not saying that I think that this offense is going to be a shootout. I just, uh, even with all the setbacks the Ravens have had on offense, I could see us dominating their, their, this defense. And I think one matchup I'm keeping a close eye on is, if we recall, Mark Andrews actually was pretty silenced in the game earlier this year. We were like, wow, he usually owns the Browns. Maybe they figure something out. And, Honestly, like he hasn't had that great of a season ever since that game. I'm not saying that he's been found out or something, but he I know he's had some miscues with drops and, and key spots and you know his stats could look a little bit better if, if it wasn't for that. But I'm really curious if he can have a bounce back game. And I think he's a player that the Ravens are going to lean on, particularly in the pass game for this kind of situation, because you know, he's he's your best pass catcher at this. And like there's nothing that denies it. So if the Ravens could find a way to get him more involved again, that will only benefit the group. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we talked last episode about how um, Demarcus Robinson has really stepped up as this, um, you know, weapon that we can use in terms of generating first downs and converting. But you know, aside from him, it's basically just been the run game the past couple of weeks. And you know, we need we need that other element of explosive play from this offense. And yeah, when we're talking about you know probably Huntley starting or you know, maybe Brown at this point, um, could even be Lamar. I mean, who the heck knows, um, you know, having, having a target that we know that we can rely on, uh, in Andrews absolutely would, would be key. Um, one other thing, you know, in terms of like injury report dude, as something to keep an eye on, um, one guy who I thought had a pretty good game, uh, the last time we played was, uh, Owosu Koromoro. Um, sounds like he had some sort of injury as well in the game against Cincinnati. And so he, he's, again, maybe questionable. Um, I think he's supposed to get an MRI today to recording Monday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think his health is going to be pretty critical as well. He was one of those guys we talked about as uh, kind of like a drafted specifically to be able to, uh, you know, be the QB spy on, on a guy like Lamar Jackson. Extremely fast, uh, pretty good tackler. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think he could also be one of those guys who can sort of take away some stuff in the passing game as well. So, um, you know, I think uh, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, where he kind of ends up. The one thing I wanted to bring up, too, about this game and how it's different than the last time we played is, unfortunately, you know, we had Rashad Bateman last time we played them. And obviously Lamar Jackson, too. That's a big, that's a big piece to the puzzle. But we did not have... Deshaun Jackson. And while I would rather have Rashad Bateman right now than Deshaun Jackson, the guy has been delivering on a couple plays. We didn't mention it last week or you know, with the last week's uh, episode about the Cleveland or sorry, the Steelers recap. Jeez, I'm like really uh, getting disoriented here. But he had um, a couple cool catches where, uh, you know, he got like 25 yarder just like staring at the two DBs being like, you guys done goofed. And then he also caught the ball off an RPO, which I thought was a really well called play by Giro. And I just, I don't know if the, the guy has it in him to play more snaps than he's currently playing, but I think he's been pretty darn dynamic for the Ravens in the limited times that he's out there. He gets targeted at a pretty high rate. And like, I'm 
pleasantly surprised by him, and I think he could be an X factor in this game. Would love to see it. I said it. I, I think I said it the the first week. Kind of finally saw snaps from him. I was like, it reminds me a little bit of Steve Smith, just in terms of like the stature, kind of how his pads sit. You know, it seems like he has like his big pads or whatever. Um, <laughs> that play that you're talking about, yeah, in that game against the Steelers, uh, where he's kind of looking at the DBs and chewing at them. I was like, that's Steve Smith. That's, right. that's him. That's him right there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely the question. It's just how many snaps can he play? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're probably using him in a little bit just because of his, uh, you know, his, his hammy issue that he had a couple of weeks ago. I probably don't want to re-aggravate that, but 60-yard um, touchdown to, you know, Deshaun to, to open the game up. I'm well, down with that. Full <laughs> prediction? Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Before we continue with the show, we have a special free pick pool with DraftKings this week. The winners of the Pick'em will win a total of $1,000 with $500 going to the person with the best entry. All you have to do is answer nine questions about the upcoming Browns versus Ravens game as best as you can. We're talking about who's going to cover the spread, the point total, and how many catches Mark Andrews will have, for example. Please share the link, which will be in the show notes, with friends and family because it's a free contest. We want as many people to have fun with this as possible and at least 150 people need to participate for the winners to get their prizes. Like I said, the link is in the show notes and in this chapter marker that you're listening to right now. And we all hope you have fun with this contest and thank DraftKings VIP for partnering with us. Well, I think it's uh, maybe that time of the episode. Let's talk about some bold predictions. I have one. I got one that after uh, that kind of comment, sort of, but it's not about the pass game. I think we keep their rushing attack, the Browns rushing attack, under 100 yards, which when you consider the fact they have two pretty darn good running backs and a running quarterback, I, I think that might be kind of bold. You know, it might be hard to keep the whole unit, all of them, under 100 yards, particularly in a game where maybe our secondary is uh, making it difficult to pass the ball. And then for score prediction, man, I can't believe they're favored by three. I'm going to say the Ravens win it by four points. I'm going to say they score 20 and the Brownies score 16. That will satisfy the under as well, which is something I literally have bet while we were doing this episode because I feel good about it. All right. Well, for my bold prediction, I'm going to go uh, also the run game, uh, this time with the Ravens. So I'm going going big. I'm going to say that both J.K. Dobbins and Gus the Bus uh, eclipse the 100-yard mark on the ground. <laughs> and I am going to say, though, that I still think this is going to be a defensive slog, and, but the Ravens will prevail 17-13. to 13. Man, I was going to go with Dobbins with 100 yards, Peter, but you just totally upstaged me. So <laughs> I, I got I to think of another one. That's not bold enough. Oh, man. Um, That's why you got to jump in first. Jump in when you got it. <laughs> I know. Um well, I mean, we talked about it earlier. I, I, I like this one, man. I, I think I'm, I'm going to go a defensive bull prediction here. Uh, I'm going to say the Ravens end up with um, four sacks and two turnovers off of uh, Watson. Oh, nice. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, you know we're just gonna we're really gonna double down on this take, man. It's just Deshaun Watson, no good against the Ravens. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm gonna say that I think uh, I think uh, I think the turnover streak is gonna continue, uh, especially with Marcus Williams back. Um, in terms of score predictions, gosh, uh, 
Man, you guys like stole my numbers that I wanted here. What the heck? Why don't we <laughs> you go? Can bet it. It's fine. No, no, no. It's okay. That's okay. Why don't we go? Um, let me say the Ravens can score eighteen points. What do we leave the Browns with? Eighteen to seven. Say they can get a touchdown. You know the thing I meant to bring up during the episode that I forgot, but I'll, I'll kind of leave our our listeners with this: is that when Brissett was playing in nine of the eleven starts. He had an expected points value on offense that was positive. And the two starts for Watson, they've been bad. They've been very negative. (laughs) And I heard uh, rumbling that maybe if it wasn't for the fact they paid Watson all this money and all this crap, like based on the way he's played, you might, like any other team, if like you had no idea who these guys were, you might actually be switching to percent. So something to keep an eye on. We we all think, I think, that mm-hmm. Watson, despite the fact we don't think he's that good, has a higher ceiling than percent, but he hasn't seen it just quite yet. And uh, I hope it takes him at least another week for him to figure that all out. Oh, I mean, I think that let's say the Browns, instead of them being five and eight, were were flopped. You know, they're eight and five. They're firmly in the wild card race. Um, if they, if Watson has another performance like like that in this game, uh, I I think you would have to switch back to to Brissett. Um, but you know, with their playoff hopes being as slim as they are right now, uh, if I were the Browns, I think you just you you already dug this grave. You just got to play him out and and have him shake off all that rust. Because I mean, let, let's also be honest. Like with him being out of the game for that long and playing with a new team, like it's kind of not terribly hard to expect that that would be the case in those first two games. But you know, at some point he is going to play better. Just hopefully it is not till till next year because the Ravens. Uh, or at least, you know, if he wants to play better, after this game. <laughs> certainly. Certainly. Well, let us know what you think. If you want to tweet at us or leave a comment on this YouTube video, let us know your score predictions and a bold prediction. And you can follow us on Twitter, at OneWinningPod. You can email us, OneWinningPod at gmail.com. And, of course, like I said, you know, you can follow the YouTube channel where we're getting more and more uh, views. So we appreciate you guys checking it out. And we'll see you next week, hopefully, with another Ravens victory. Remember, the game is on Saturday at 4.30, not uh, Sunday anymore. So adjust your calendars, adjust your plans. Make sure you can root on the Ravens. They'll need all the help they can get, particularly with this quarterback situation. And we hope for another victory that will propel us, I think, into the playoffs. 